To the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual host, Josh Hartley, your uh, occasional usual host. Uh, moderately Tom, occasional. Moderately occasional. I don't know. You're on like once a month now. Yeah, like, uh, you're prob- probably probably a lot more in the future yes. uh, or the immediate future. Tom Mannering's here. Hello. Hello. And we are joined on the line with David Wright from Table to, uh, the Sorry, are you, <laughs> is your title still Convention Overlord? I knew you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> well, if that's what people still call me, then I suppose that's my title. <laughs> yeah. Own it. Own, own, it, it. own it. Live up I, to I, it. I embrace it. I'm not that in any formal communication, obviously, but yeah. Yeah. We all know. We all know. <laughs> So we've got we've got th- uh, plenty to talk about tabletop Scotland wise. Of course, it, we we were talking before we started recording. We were going to say how many days it, it was away now, and then we never bothered actually working it. Well, out. don't uh, worry. You well, refresh well, the front page of the website, and uh, it tells you exactly how many uh-huh. days, hours, or minutes it is until the doors open. Um, <laughs> uh, so thirty six days, thirteen hours, and thirty eight minutes. As of this recording. As of this recording, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, 24th and 25th of August. So we've got plenty to talk about on that front. But um, we, we normally like to start uh, these episodes with a bit of news in the tabletop world. But, um, well, this is the first time you've been on the the show, Tom, since... UK Games these, Expo. Since UK Games Expo, but uh, notably since... Um, since uh, my, my character in the Pathfinder campaign has uh, has been going through a rough time, and I, I feel a little. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off to the listeners and today <laughs> what's been going on, uh, and I will let I'll let people be the judge. Did you All just right. bring me on here to to basically stitch me up for this? <laughs> no. Why would I do that? Okay. Right. Well. Okay. Well. First of all, right. So we're. we're, we're for those who uh, haven't uh, been up to speed on uh, my Pathfinder campaign, Tom's the GM. I am playing a character all in good cellar. He's a halfling ranger. Um, lovely guy. Why would you do anything horrible to that character? I, mean, really, I have this, no idea. This, uh, you're really building this up, Josh. I'm looking forward to four bad things <laughs> So uh, we are trying to rescue some wizards in a wizard's academy, basically, because yeah. hit the fan. Drowser everywhere. Um, so first things first, uh, it's encased in this big ice wall. So we've got to get to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the first one up. The druid in the party transforms into a giant falcon, mm-hmm. flies me up, leaves me there alone. Do you know what else is up there with me? An invisible stalker? Mm-hmm. Is that the name of the monster? That is the name of the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, kills me. Just just murders me. Brutalized uh, you. Yeah, I broke my neck. Yeah. Um, but it's all right. I got better. Um, <laughs> the rest of the party take it down when they get up there, yep. eventually. Yep. Um, we get to a safe spot. I'm reincarnated, right? But mm-hmm. something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Reincarnation in Pathfinder, at least. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to come back as something else. But no, I'm still I'm still all in. Mm-hmm. Still a halfling. Still a halfling. That's a bit weird. As far as you know. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, God, you made me so nervous. Why? Why? That's, that's the GM's job, though, right? Yeah. Building suspense, I believe it's called. 
Yeah. So amongst other things, since uh, since this event, mm-hmm. I can now see in the dark mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. Uh, choosing not to read anything into that. It's all those carrots um, in your diet. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, don't like warm environments. No. Quite like cold environments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thunder and electricity. They're quite nice, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. So next traumatic event, we are going through this uh, academy. Uh, We find what we presumed to be a a wizard student in trapped somewhere. Oh yes, yes. We free said wizard. Turns out not a wizard at all. It's a succubus, and she (laughs) like plants it. Plants a kiss on me, which is good. Bad times, bad times were had by all. Uh, also, I enjoyed it. yeah. Well, she she was she was also manifested as a man. <laughs> so was? it was a bit, it was a, an education for it all. And all them learned something at college. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> went through an experimental phase. Yeah. Um, well, he was at the Wizard Academy. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, so that <laughs> him up a bit. Yeah. And uh, to top it all off, uh, we were fighting some insectoid-type They're demons. They're called Sil. Thank you. Yes. Uh, that's why you're the GM. Yeah. Um, and uh, they managed to they, they managed to uh, knock me unconscious and mm. uh, started dragging me away, to which yes. you turned to me with a big smile on your face and just decide to tell me, you guys didn't know this, they were going to plant eggs in you. They were, yes. Yeah. Incubate you. So, Real good. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I, I mean, it's the way the dice went, man. It's nothing personal. I mean, well, there's maybe a bit of it's personal, but... Well, just, were you, was your character the only one that was assaulted in this way? Yes. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> in every single one of those instances. <laughs> It, it was, was largely just all. Yeah, it was. I, I guess I was just wrong place at the wrong time. To it, be fair, um, to who exactly? I was, to you, Tom, or to me? <laughs> well, yeah, Sorry, Tom, okay, that's uh, right. I was, I was sort of uh, dominated by the succubus as well to attack the party. Yeah. So he did. He did turn against. Oh, the so yeah. Well. So we got blasted by a fireball as well. So From I your forgot, own wizard. But I forgot that. Forgot that little section. Yeah. So. I mean, it was a rough day. It was it was bad. I, but do you know what was really liberating was I got to, in character, just have a tantrum right at the end of the session. I just full on <laughs> threw my toys out of the pram. Yeah, it was and very I, much the child stomping their feet in the out of the supermarket, basically, and then just yeah. sitting down. I, my, I actually said, and my character just sits down on the floor and doesn't move. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that was quite liberating. I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, otherwise, I think the the campaign's going well. We have yes. the weekend after Tabletop Scotland. We've got a big crossover event. We do, yeah. So my two uh, two Pathfinder campaigns are crossing over into one for a weekend, uh, which means that the two weeks Tabletop Scotland and the week after are very busy for me. Yeah, busy for me as well. Good busy. So, though. So, yeah, so good I, busy. That, Tom, are you you having a huge group of players, or is it? Yeah, so we did it. Uh, we did it last year, uh, and how I basically do it is there's nine players in total between the two groups, um, and I do various sections where all nine of them are there, and then I split them into two groups. But I mix them up from their standard parties, yeah. so they get to interact with new characters or you know new um, compositions of uh, classes and things. So it takes a bit of management to deal with nine players, but they're they're fairly well behaved for the most part. Most part, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Right, Tom, cards on the table. Who's your favourite group? I'm not answering that online. Aww. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... So that means you have one, Tom. That's what you've just revealed to you, right? I think I, think I would say... Parents um, never have a favourite child. Yeah, yeah. I, I think both groups have their strengths and their weaknesses. There you go. That's, okay. my, that's, very, my that's very, de- diplomatic. very diplomatic. Yeah. Very diplomatic. If, if I was in your shoes, I'd have told me the other group just to piss me <laughs> off. But there we go. <laughs> but even though that's even after trying to murder your character and or even actually murdering your character and, do, and doing, oh, well, doing, yeah, doing God knows what to him. Yeah. I, yeah, um, I can't wait for the rest of this. <laughs> um, that's the first floor of three. Of three. Awesome. So watch this space, folks. I will not be quiet about it. Things are only going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> for whom? Anyway, this, uh, exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, I bet. I bet you. That's are. all the Mars. Uh, as long as the GM's having fun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, fun is not always equitable. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 that won't be in my that's DM7. Something, no, that, no, it that won't is, be, mate, no. <laughs> was that the, hold on, was that the smoothest segue you could ever That was a pretty good pulled? segue, I thought. Yeah, so speaking of GMing and everything, obviously uh, Tabletop Scotland, as we said, is the week before, yeah. uh, before our um, crossover event. Tons of stuff um, happening at the convention. Obviously, Dave, we're going to have a chat about some new announcements. So, shall we maybe get the... Not so great news out of the way first. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, as obviously you two know, um, and uh, through mm-hmm. conversations with yourselves and, and Ben, um, we've kind of come to the realisation that game night can't happen. There are a variety of reasons, uh, logistically and otherwise. It's just not going to be possible for as a team, collectively, for us to be able to put it on. Uh, which is obviously yeah. a disappointment for us, as much as it is for anybody else. Um, but um the pub quiz will still be going ahead what, what we're going to do with that mm-hmm. is we're going to bring the pub quiz forward by one hour uh, so that it's so it's not too late or, or in yes. fact it can go longer potentially then you know um but yeah. we yeah. can obviously keep an eye on that as we go um but it's it's the right decision uh, ultimately what we're doing here uh, yeah and um, yeah don't get me wrong. Uh, we we and Lucky Frog we're gutted to uh, not be doing it. Mm-hmm. However, we would be stretching ourselves. I think we would be stretching ourselves too thin. And I would rather I, I, I would rather uh, do the best that yeah. we can yeah. rather than put on something and for it to uh, not live up to our expectations. And and, and, so, and ultimately, the right thing is for us to make that decision now, right? Rather yeah, rather exactly. than think we can do it get even closer to it and then realize actually no we can't um so yeah. you know we're more than a month away even if that feels alien to me at this point in time <laughs> we're more than a month away <laughs> um, um and the, it's 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 fine it's the right decision and um yeah but and we'll, we'll move on from that um but as i say yeah. the public quiz will be forward by an hour i'll can I make changes to the website over the weekend um, and we'll, we'll kind of move on from there? Yeah, and, exactly. And, right, although that isn't happening, I am still doing the GM seminar. Oh, who so are you doing? everyone can come and learn <laughs> about Josh suffering and how to do that in their own games. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a creative and um, 
what's the word collaborative manner with with your players yeah yeah not necessarily yeah. all and i mean exactly. not even not even about making your own players suffer specifically josh <laughs> through yeah, your own this is, <laughs> i hear i hear he's somehow managed to put a slide together of all my phobias <laughs> and just to just to kind of grow your ego a little bit here tom it is the most signed up for seminar on the schedule Dave, I would be lying to you if I haven't A, noticed that and B, bragged about it. <laughs> and C, being terrified by that. A <laughs> little bit, yeah, a little bit. No, you're going you're gonna to kill it. No, yeah. uh, no I, I, I'm really looking forward uh, to that as well. I, you, um, you, you it's going to sound weird. You were my first GM. Uh, it doesn't sound that weird. <laughs> always nice to be that to someone. Yeah, uh, but... But uh, I'm and but I've had uh, I, I've I've been involved in other uh, games as wait, well. Wait, wait, wait! You tell me you've had other games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't think we were exclusive. This has been special to me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you've had other you've had other groups, but you knew that going in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How weird can we yeah. make this? <laughs> um, but, but I, honest, honestly, though, uh, you you are uh, the best that I, I've seen. So uh, it would uh, I we we were saying earlier in the evening. I personally have no interest in being a GM. That seems like far too much work. <laughs> However, for those listening who have maybe dabbled a bit in D and D or Pathfinder or whatever, and you want to uh, be in the GM spot, but you're not quite sure where to start. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be a great, uh, a, a great seminar for you yeah. to attend. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a, a, a nice sort of easing for people, be they brand new or, or you know, they've got got a toe in the water, but they mm-hmm. want to get a bit more, a bit more experience, a bit more of an insight. Yeah. I've, I've been doing it for longer than I like to admit. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And, and that's I think. Fair. Um, without, I mean, I know you've said there about new GMs or those who are looking to, you know, dip their toe in the water, as it were. But I mean, I even think I mean, I've been running games for far too long. Um, um, but when you, every time I buy a rule book, particularly a new edition of D and D, the Dungeon Master's Guide or something like that, I always learn something mm. new. Um, yeah. So definitely. it's it's not the sort of craft, if you can call it that, that you perfect. You're always learning something. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I still, you know, I'm, I'm doing this seminar, but I still look to other GMs for, for advice and guidance. You never stop learning with it. And I think the second you think you know it all, that's when you kind of, you step out of yeah. our place yeah, almost. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And of course, there's plenty of other seminars there are as lots. well uh, happening over the entire weekend. Yeah. We have R- Richard from We're Not Wizards is hosting the Kickstarter Seminar so officially uh, is called Crowdfunding 101. You know, we've we've not we've, oh, we, don't, we don't have an official crowdfunding partner. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But Kickstarter, if you are listening, <laughs> uh, we could do for 2020. There we go. Um, but uh, yes, so uh, Richard is hosting a seminar with uh, other game designers who have successfully launched projects uh, on crowdfunding platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a, a, an artist seminar right before the uh, unveiling of Eye of the Beholder. Yep. The, uh, is this, is, is, is it this will be, a, uh, as far as I'm aware, a UK premiere. Um, yeah. Uh, no other convention in the UK has shown it. And unless one of them is going to do it in the next, you know, six weeks, um, in fact, not even six weeks, crap, five weeks. <laughs> 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 um, 
Panic starts to set in. I'm not there yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the tabletop art seminar has got Ralph Horsley, who's in the film, because um, he's a, a mm-hmm. D&D artist. And, uh, but we've also got yeah. Andy Hepworth, who's the creative director at Calliope Games, who makes Suro and various other things, who still does art. In fact, he did the box art for Suro Phoenix Rising. Um, and we have John Hodgson from... Well, currently of handiwork games, but historically from Cubicle Seven and various other things, and he's done a lot of D and D work as well in the, in the past. They're, cool. And they're all, you know, fantastic in their field. Uh, we've had Ralph yeah. on the yeah. show uh, a while back now, I and mean, he was great to chat yeah. to because really nice he's yeah, oh, he's absolutely yeah. They're, they're good people as well, and I think that's that's kind of that's all well. It helps. You know, it helps. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Helps. Yeah, I'm not going to lie; I'm probably going to be slipping away for that one. Like, I I kind of well I'm um, on my lunch, Josh. <laughs> bye. <laughs> um, so we have that. We have Eric uh, from uh, Juniper Games is hosting a seminar on gaming with children yeah. as well. Yeah. So Eric and Jennifer, who will have her son Oscar. With Beg me. your pardon, Jennifer yeah. as yes. well. <laughs> she, she would inflict pain on me if I didn't. Uh, say that, um, but the and, well, no, I won't go there. Um, <laughs> uh, they're, they're doing a, a talk about games with kids um, and their experiences because the club they run is a very family oriented club, and uh, they play games with their kids. So it's um, it'll be quite an interesting thing to see, I think. And given we have quite a strong family oriented feel to the con, I think that's a good addition. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a good fit for the convention as well. And of course, um, uh, Haber are going to be back as yep. well with uh, the uh, family zone. Uh, they uh, they were great last year as well with uh, with, with their showing of games. So yeah. uh, that's going to that's going to be fantastic to see as well. Um, have we uh, have we got any other exhibitors that uh, we can announce or recently announced? Um, yeah, so I think the, so the most the two most recent um, as we were getting ready to close the door. Um, in fact, I think we'd already closed the door. Well, almost closed the door. Um, <laughs> um, we've had two new exhibitors uh, announced recently. One of whom is a, a local. Um, Stand up, as it were. They're just they're just in the middle of developing their first game uh, called Battleboard Games. They're in Dundee, um, and their game is Arcane Blaster Casters, which I always have to think about when I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> uh, but they're coming along, and they're going to be demoing their game. Uh, I think they're looking to move to Kickstarter uh, not long after the con. And then we have this mm-hmm. random game. I don't know if anybody's heard of it called Fog of Love. Um, oh, I don't know if I'm familiar with that no, one. Fog no, of Love. Yeah, so so I think they've done quite well. Uh, I do believe, indeed. Uh, <laughs> I do believe, in, I think Mr. Mark Cook uh, of the Aircon Parish has, is involved with them somehow, and he has gone on record on a podcast saying they've sold significantly more copies than Wingspan. Oh, um, controversial. Uh, well, yeah, but, I, but I'm sure it's true because Mark wouldn't lie about these things. No, that's not <laughs> true, true. Um, so, uh, of course, they'll be uh, making an appearance. Uh, Geek and Sun are yeah, going to be back so as well. Our sponsors uh, this year, um, 
we've got Geek and Sun, and I'll come I'll come back to something for them shortly. We've got DMB Games, mm-hmm. who last year came with all the dungeon tiles and stuff like that. They're going gangbusters for this year. They've taken a, a really big space, and they're also going to be providing terrain for our kids' RPG area, which is going to be right in front of their stand. So those tables will be will have dungeon tiles and stuff like that on it from DMB's range. Um, we've got Board Game Book, so Owen Duffy, who you guys obviously know, you've had him on the show. Um, oh, yeah. So they launched, well, I think they had the first print copies in their hands literally before UK Games Expo. Um, and they're going to be along and they're going to be offering a special deal, which, apologies, I've forgotten what that is. Um, but they, they will be offering a special <laughs> deal to attendees of Tabletop Scotland. Uh, what what I'll do, Dave, in in that place, I will edit over me saying what the deal I mean, assuming is, I remember and it, we'll yes. somehow make it make it sort of uh, yeah, we'll we'll smooth it out in post. we're really pleased to have Owen um, and obviously the board game book uh, there because uh, I know Owen couldn't make it last year. Um, for yeah. other commitments, but they really pleased that. And we have Handiwork Games, we've already mentioned, by John Hodgson. Um, and they um, primarily, I think up until recently, primarily known for their uh, card games that have been designed with John's son, but they're heavily working on a creature book for the Scarred Lands, uh, Dean, historically mm-hmm. third edition D&D um, for Onyx Path. Um, but they're working on a fifth edition version of that and some of the art for that looks amazing, but they're doing the full book. They're not just doing the art. Um, and they've got a Beowulf um, one GM, one player RPG coming, and these, mm-hmm. I think they'll be showing off stuff for that. And they've also got their Greek RPG, which I can't pronounce. Uh, Helicanist. <laughs> no, I can't pronounce it. I'm not going to bother. Um, yeah. And then alongside <laughs> that, yeah, alongside yeah. that, we've got Daniel Taylor, uh, woodworking who uh, for those who were there last year may remember his wooden sword um, uh, and he'll have a wooden sword again this year uh, and Hurrah. and we'll have uh, Murphy's Vault uh, who are a retailer in Edinburgh run by Connor Murphy uh, they're there as well as one of our sponsors we have many many more exhibitors I think we're up about 36 which is very exciting um, yeah. yeah, but just coming back to Geek and Sun. So, so your... one of the things, oh, so yes. one of the things for Geek and Sun this year is that so Geek and Sun obviously have their um, uh, their Dennis table and the the various other ones that have their kind of high end ones, as it were. Uh, they also have a, another range called Moby Geek, which is aimed at well, st- still um, a three potentially four digit price point, but uh, not the price point of their other tables and they're they're offering and in the sense that they will be giving away on the sunday as part of a raffle that they're going to be running one of their moby geek tables um we don't yet know which one um but uh, i know that duncan's speaking to john uh, from geeking sun to understand mm-hmm. what that is but that's fantastic that someone at the convention will win uh, one of the moby geek tables which is was great it's great fun yeah, yeah, and like uh, the, the, all of their all of their tables that they produce yeah. are just of fantastic quality yeah. as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, I can only dream of having one. Maybe one. Maybe day. one day. Maybe one when day. When you grow up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on, man. <laughs> cheap shot. I'll, 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 if, if I can, I'll, I'll, you, one of the seminars that we didn't touch on, but we've got quite a few guests who are, who are going to be on it. So I thought I'll, I'm going to go back to that. And Tom will know this because he's comparing it. Um, the world building seminar, which has... Oh, of course, um, yeah. Unless you're not competing anymore, obviously. But according to no, so we have four RPG designer developers, uh, one board game designer, um, who are going to be talking about that process of world building. So we've got two from Onyx Path, um, which mm-hmm. is Matthew Dawkins and Clara Helborough. And we have two from Modifius, uh, which is Ben Graybeaton and Bill Heron. Uh, so they're mm-hmm. the RPGs. And if you don't know those names, then you'll know them from the role-playing games, which would be Vampire, Changeling, Conan, and Mutant Chronicles, and uh, other stuff that the Modifius guys have put out, like John Carter and Athlon Cthulhu. And we've also got Kevin Young from Inspiring Games, who had a little Kickstarter called Legends Untold, which did rather well. And if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, has sold through that Kickstarter and through other orders almost 9,000 copies of the game worldwide, right. which is very nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, we're, I'm quite looking forward to that one. It's probably maybe quite a packed seminar because we have obviously quite a strong um, panel, but um, I'm sure, Tom, you can handle that. If you can handle Josh, you can handle that. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, he's, he's probably harder work, to be fair. <laughs> sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah, you're not sorry, Dave. That's, <laughs> that, that's what hurts. <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to that. It's a, it's a great lineup. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about myself for once. So yeah, really... there we go. There we go. Well, you're, you're not Modesty. officially a part of the lineup, though, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> You get to introduce it. I do. You get to MC it. Big it up. Yeah. yeah I get to let them do the work. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what they're there for, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, along with the seminars, we do have a number of different events, some tournaments, some. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, there's one world record attempt that is uh, going to be yeah. made as well. Yeah. And, and I don't know why I agreed to do this, but I did. Um, and there was no alcohol involved either. So, um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Um, anyway, uh, so at last year's event, there was a photograph with myself, Kat from My Play Red, Rob and Bez, I think on the Sunday. And I think I looked like a broken man at that point. But hey, I was smiling. Um, and I think I had like five or six lanyards on. So Eric from Juniper Green uh, came up with the idea to, why don't we try and break the world record for wearing the most lanyards? And I thought, there can't actually be a world record for that. Why would there be a world record for that? But oh, be a world Yeah, and there is. Uh, apparently, yeah. um, and I've forgotten the gentleman's name, um, apparently a guy in the States did 300 uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, who's a chat show host in the States uh, three years ago, four years ago, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, given that we will have, safe to say, more than 300 people at the convention, um, and we will have <laughs> more than 300 lanyards at the convention, 
um, we'll, we're, we're hoping that we'll be able to exceed that world record. Have you, have you in preparation for this, uh, done some sort of Rocky style montage <laughs> of exercising your neck? We have met, to, right? to we have ready. met. <laughs> now, the answer to that question is no. Um, uh, uh, the answer to that question probably should be yes, though, but it's, it's unfortunately. Still uh, tired. Uh, Follow-up question: Will you? And can we record it? <laughs> uh, nobody, nobody used to see that. Uh, really, not even me. Um, but no, I, it's it's one of these things where I, I said to Eric, "Okay, if we can monetize it for charity, I'll do it." And he was like, "Okay, we're doing it then." And I was like, "Oh God!" Um, oh. So um, we will be looking for donations um, uh, for, before people put. A lanyard, and people will get to put the lanyard over my neck, um, oh, yeah. um, and this will be on the Sunday only of the convention because I might be a bit distracted on the Saturday. Um, so on the Sunday of the convention, pretty much from doors opening to let's say four o'clock ish, um, will be people will be able to walk up to me and put a lanyard over my neck for a small donation of let's say at least a pound. Um, we and are. we will, so feel free, if you have lanyards at home and you want to bring them, they don't need, they don't need to be the lanyards we will have from the, for the convention. In fact, ideally not, because you'll need to keep that on until you leave. Um, then, you know, feel free to bring them as long as you're prepared to donate per lanyard. Um, and then we will have an independent adjudicator who will not be someone from Guinness because we, because they don't need to come, uh, which surprised me. Um, but they don't, we just need to have some photographic evidence and an independent person that isn't me or Eric to do the count. So that may, in, that may indeed be one of you and you two. Who knows? Um, so I like count. I've <laughs> <laughs> been busy, Dave. Why, why, why do you scoff at that? I, I don't scoff. I just. I have you know, I work in finance. That is true. Uh, I know. You do. That's, that's what terrifies. So I mean, yeah, I may work uh, for a financial I, institution, but trust me, I don't work in finance. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that to to look forward to as well, uh, as well as other uh, events. We've got the um, gi- uh, giant walk the plank, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. As well. We do, and it's it's actually turned out to be. It's one of these things that we. I think it was actually our ticket launch night that you were at, Josh. That Kirsten said to me, "We should totally do a giant walk the plank," and I was like, "Nah." Uh, and then we said nicely, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's fully booked, um, and it's making me think maybe we should do it more than once. But we're going to we're going to sleep on that and buy sleep on that. I mean, give it a couple of weeks um, before we make a judgment call on that because we've got lots of other events and we want people to go to all of our events, obviously. Um, nice. So it's it's really just about making sure that. Um, if we do again, do do it again, that we have the people available to marshal it, as it were. Um, so because Kirsten suggested that she's running it on the on the on the Saturday, um, uh, so we'll see. Lesson learned, by the way. If you suggest something, you'll end up doing it. Yeah, yeah, so. no, because and, and actually, Eric and Jennifer's penance for me doing the lanyards was they would do the uh, panel, the seminar on games with kids. Oh, well, that, that's a fair. That's, that's fair. fair. You know, I, I think I think that's how these things work, or so they work for me at least. Um, yes. <laughs> but no, the what the plank thing will be event will be really good. We're trying to make it quite a bit of a showcase. Media Games have been really, really, really supportive of it. I think it's only ever been 
done as a giant size, life size version once before an event, and it was done by them when they launched the game. So it's something that they've provided price support for and, and stuff like that, which is which is great. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So and you said that's already booked up as well. It is, which is why we're pondering potentially doing uh, more than one. Yeah, because it's in teams of five. No, four. I okay. got it wrong. Mm-hmm. There's five teams of four. That's why I got it wrong. Um, uh, so it's we're, so that each player has a chance, to, and each team has a chance to be on the on the deck of the ship and walk the plank. We're running it in four oh, rounds. Yeah. Um, so that way, each team member. I mean, they don't have to swap, but you know, we will actively encourage them to. Um, and you know, we we'll uh, add various paraphernalia to that to uh, to embarrass them further. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's 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 looking really popular. And but I mean, other events. Uh, I'll give you some random stats. Um, our D and D is currently at, is actually quite ridiculous. These numbers at this stage, but eighty three percent of all seats are booked now. Wow. Just to nice. add context to that, we've actually added more tables uh, since we went live with event booking to exceed to cope with that demand. Um, so, which is so those numbers are higher than in some respects than they probably would have been if we hadn't added those tables. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, number of seats, uh, and for the rest of the RPGs, uh, the Saturday is sitting at about seventy percent. And for the no sixty five percent, the Sunday's sitting about sixty percent. Um, but between now and the 9th of August, people still have time to book or pre-book their seats and pre-book and pre-order their tickets and their t-shirts. And uh, you're doing the D and D epic, aren't you? We well? are. Um, Greg is uh, currently. I think he's now found his uh, extra NPC actually, because there's going to be a couple of NPCs randomly wandering, um, and that's. That'll be fun. I probably won't see it because I'll be in watching either beholder. Um, but, um, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure I'll hear it. Um, but the um, but that's really really good. We've got a great selection of D and D dungeon masters for that, including three of whom I've written. Um, I think they're now called custom or content something or other because it used to be called convention content scenarios, but they're now called something else. And um, the so that we have three scenarios which are making their official Adventurers League debut at the convention and won't be played awesome. at any other convention for at least three months, I think it is, before they become available. So that's cool. Um, but the rest of our RPGs, uh, the range we've got is just fantastic. Um, all of the RPG people who I mentioned earlier on the world building panel are all running games for us. Um, I think Bill is doing the almost Iron Man. He's running four games. The only reason he's not running five is because he's doing the panel. Um, <laughs> um, and Ben's running three. We've got Matthew and Clara both running one. Clara's running The Vampire on the Saturday night, and Matthew's running his new game, uh, which recently, in the last few months, funded on, on Kickstarter. They came from beneath the sea. So I can have Paul pay. Um, alien type thing which which sounds like a lot of fun um oh. but yeah so, the, yeah so they're running games as are many other people um and we're we've, we've had we've been inundated with submissions we actually have a waiting list just in case we have people have to pull out for various mm-hmm. reasons which is great mm-hmm. um we might have i mentioned the kids rpgs briefly early so we have some kids rpgs as well which are aimed at 8 to 12 but not restricted to 8 to 12 year olds you know so we're kind of 
saying no younger than eight, ideally. But if there's any 13 or 14 year olds who want to dabble in it and don't want to do a two, three and a half hour session or something, then they're more than welcome to join. Um, and we've got three really good GMs who are who are running them for us over both days, um, mm-hmm. which which is which is great. And I did have a train of thought there, but I've lost it. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's just fatigue. What? Very, very quick question about the children's RPGs. Are parents welcome yes, to uh, sit in? Yeah, they're, wel- yeah, they're welcome no. to sit in with them or they're welcome to just stay nearby and watch. That's entirely up to them. Some of the parents are doing the former and some are doing the latter. Um, so it's so it's, it's it's good that that's it's something that we really wanted to offer um, and we didn't think we were going to be able to, but we had a one GM put his hand up and then we had an RGM put his hand up and then we had a third GM put his hand up. So we were like, right, okay. Um, and I've now remembered the, t- the thing that I've lost my train of thought. Thank you, Josh. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no that's perfect. That gave me the time to get it back. So the, <laughs> the kids' RPGs are only an hour and a half. So they kind of fit within the normal RPG schedule, uh, mm-hmm. but they finish at four o'clock, which I think no, makes okay, sense. Yeah. Uh, and after yeah, that... Games, you're better to have a, a shorter slot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, especially if it's introductory as well. I mean, I'm sure right. some of these kids will be playing role-playing games already. Um, yeah. But I would probably expect them to be in role-playing games upstairs rather than um, mm-hmm. in the kids' bit. But you know, they can choose to play wherever they want. Um, I think the 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 thing I was thinking going to mention there, and I didn't actually have this in my notes, but I'm going to tell it. Say it anyway. Um, so we. We've the Aliens RPG, the Free League and or Free League uh, Publishing, uh, have done. One of my friends um, is currently looking like he's going to run a game of Aliens, but it will be in the hall. Um, we're still trying, oh, to, right. still trying to work out how that will work. Um, but <laughs> uh, Richard and I will have a chat about that between now and the convention, and it'll really, it, it'll probably end up being sign up on the day. Um, okay. Because yeah. uh, Richard is one of the play testers for it, so it's um, he's really keen to run it because he loves it, uh, which is cool. Yeah, that's great. Awesome, awesome. I think we're we're almost out of time, but there is one yeah. burning question to you, to uh, tell me. So obviously, we're now we're now towards uh, towards the the second year itself. What compared to uh, putting the convention on? The first year, what have been the big differences for you? I mean, I remember when you had your night uh, um, in Glasgow for the real the rebrand, uh, and I referred to it as the second album, and it and it kind of yes. has that feel. It's not actually any easier. It's probably the, there are things that we know how to do, and there are things that we don't have to do um, this time because we, we we did it once and we don't need to repeat it, but. The, the size of this thing is essentially twice the size as it was before. Um, yeah. We've got significantly more play space. We've got significantly more events. And that brings with it as much as a, a challenge from an organizational perspective. It brings a challenge from an aesthetic perspective as well. Um, yeah. A lot of the feedback... Um, in fact, predominantly the feedback was about the atmosphere and uh, the feeling of the event. And we think, because we won't know, 
until the event itself. We think we've got that on point. So um, we're very keen to see how that works out. And if there are things we can learn for future events, should there be any future events, caveat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, That will be. Yeah, that will will. be. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a choice, Tom. This is the thing. Frog exclusive. No. <laughs> um, um, I would be a liar if I didn't say we were looking at dates already. But let's let's get this year out of the oh, way. Yeah, focus on them. Um, yeah. But no, it's, well, it's the, the primary challenges have just been it's just more. Um, and yeah. whilst it's kind of more of the same, it's still a multiplier of the amount of effort that we need that needs to go into it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even I, I briefly mentioned this before we went on air. It's it's or referred to it. So the amount of artwork we have to produce for banners this year, because we need because we've got more areas, we need more mm-hmm. signage which means mm-hmm. we need more banners and they're not all the same, yeah. unfortunately. So that means uh, the amount of artwork we have to produce is pretty much double. Um, and and it's go. just little things like that. Um, yeah. And we're, we're experimenting with a couple of things. Some of them we don't know if we're definitely going to do, um, cause, but we'll be making that decision as a team next week. Um, mm-hmm. And we're also, there is a learning from last year, a significant learning from last year, and also a learning from our, our good friends, and I've already named them once, so I'm going to have to meet him again, Mark Cook from Aircon. Um, <laughs> that's not usually grudging. Sorry, Mark. Um, but they, they, they this year at their event did uh, had a, an online bring and buy and games library solution, which worked really well. Uh, I know there were there are always teething problems with these things, but in the main, it worked really well. And it was very much a conversation we'd had even in run-up to Aircon about, you know, if this works, we'd like to use it. So so right now, um, and I'm touching wood as I say this, right now (laughs) we're aiming to launch it (laughs) in the first week in August. Um, And the only reason it's happening as late as that is because obviously these things take time to develop and we're, we're, look, yes. we're looking at, we're not exactly the same setup as Aircon's structure for bringing buys and things like that. So it needs to be tweaked slightly for us. Um, but yeah. the expectation is that um, attendees in the run up to the convention can submit their games online. Uh, they turn up with their huge or otherwise uh, bag of games. We do a tick list. We, print, we pre-print all the labels, which have barcodes on them. And you know the name of the game, and obviously the price point uh, that people have put on it, and then they just go off and enjoy the convention. Uh, the beauty of it is that they can check on their phone, or at least you know on any mobile device, probably phone, um, that they can see what has sold, so they know how much money they've made from the bring and buy, which is a really nice feature, and I think we'll probably encourage them to spend money with their exhibitors. So that's good. And the other bit, the the add-on, which we were in two minds about using, but it's already there, so we may as well use it, is the games library is integrated with that as well. So so the check-in, check-out experience of that, so people know what's checked in, so they know what's on the shelves before they leave their table to go and get something, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, really good. So so we're, we're, we're really excited about that, and we're really 
pleased that Mark was open to that conversation in the first place. Mark and Ben, and you keep not forgetting Ben. Uh, we're, we're open to that suggestion <laughs> about making sure of, of sharing that because they've developed it. Um, they didn't have to give it mm. to us, um, but they've been really flexible with the changes that we want. And they've learned a lot from how they did it at Aircon as well. Fantastic. Very much the future. You know? Yeah, it's, know, it's, it's one of these things that you kind of go, surely someone will have designed something like this. And trust me, I've looked. No one has designed something yeah. like this. Um, there we are. Cutting edge right here <laughs> of, of game bringing by. Exactly. exactly. Obviously a niche market, but it's cutting edge nevertheless. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, look, Dave, thank you very much for coming on the show this evening. And thank you at home for listening to us. Uh, stay tuned. Obviously, uh, you'll be hearing plenty from us in the run-up and during Tabletop yeah. Scotland. going to be good. Yep. Uh, can't wait. And until next time, wait, guys, wait, wait, take wait, care. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't oh. said the website address, Josh. <sighs> Where can people go to find out more? I've... I've very remiss of me. This is amateur. Well, I bl- blame Tom. Uh, or, 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 or I blame Tom. I blame Tom because yeah. he's obviously traumatized. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I apologize. Tom's yeah. traumatized. We'll blame it on also, the tra- Tom's traumatized yeah. you, Josh. So you're off your game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so so yeah. the website is tabletopscotland.co.uk. Um, as I said, or briefly said, online booking for events and for um, buying your ticket online and your t-shirts online closes at 8 p.m. on the 9th of August. Um, and then the convention itself is the 24th and 25th of August, 24th and 25th, if I can speak, uh, of, of August. Um, but no, <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, we're very much looking forward to it. Um, and I, and, yeah, I, and awesome. what I can see is so lots of other people. Yeah, as well they should yeah. be. Right, Josh. I may now have signed off. Until next until next time, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.